You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for January 3rd, 2021, the second Sunday after Christmas. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. This first Sunday of the new year is also the second Sunday of Christmas. We are still in the season of absorbing and contemplating the great mystery of our faith, which is the incarnation, the gift that God became human and dwelled among us. In the fourth century, Athanasius said, God became what we are, that we could become what God is. God would show us how to become fully human and fully divine by doing it for us. Everything that Jesus does and stands for and teaches in his earthly pilgrimage is a window for us into the heart of God and opens the way to God for us. It is in this light that I like to reflect on this unusual story, the only one of its kind in the Gospels, about Jesus as a young boy, age 12, getting separated from his parents and hanging out in the temple with the teachers. The humanity of this story is completely relatable. Mary and Joseph are worried sick after three days of searching for Jesus, and at last they find him. What parent wouldn't be beside themselves with their 12-year-old going missing for three days? And it doesn't take much to imagine how mortified Mary and Joseph would have been, traveling a whole day before realizing their son wasn't in the caravan. It brings to mind the opening scenes of Home Alone, when the McAllister family has remembered everything but their son Kevin as they board an airplane for their Christmas family vacation. And did Jesus even realize his parents were gone? When Mary and Joseph find him, they burst in on a breathtaking scene that without the anxiety would appear sacred and beautiful. There is Jesus, completely safe and sound, sitting among the temple teachers and listening and asking questions, and all who are within earshot are amazed at his understanding. Take one moment for a fantasy alternate ending to this vignette. I would love to see what might have happened if Mary and Joseph had paused to take in what was going on before confronting Jesus. If only they had tiptoed to a corner to observe their child sitting there among the teachers, listening and asking questions. What if they had let the scene unfold? What questions would they have heard Jesus asking? What understanding was he demonstrating? I'd really want to be a fly on the wall in that room. As a parent myself, of a child in the throes of learning the most basic building blocks of an education, I can fully appreciate how valuable learning is in the development of a young human not yet fully grown, and also how difficult it can be to convince him just to sit among his teachers, much less to listen and ask questions. There's the famous story of, of Isidore Isaac Rabi, who won a Nobel Prize in nuclear physics. He said that while all other Jewish mothers in Brooklyn were asking their children what they learned in school on a given day, his mother would say, Izzy, did you ask a good question today? And he said that in this way, his mother made him a scientist without ever intending to. Just like any discipline, learning is a practice. Our faith is a practice too. 
Just as athletes who want to improve their edge have to show up for daily practice, people who want to grow spiritually need to show up for regular practices of meditation and prayer and study and sacraments. We practice our sacraments as simple acts using concrete items like water or bread or wine as signs of life-altering, transformative change in a person. So the way Jesus simply sits among his teachers and listens and asks questions, to my mind, it is not a stretch to talk about learning as a sacrament. Simone Weil, the mid-20th century French philosopher and writer, said that all of school studies are an exercise in learning to pay attention, and not just for academic pursuits, but ultimately in the service of spiritual growth and maturity. Learning makes us wise. Learning makes us intelligent. Learning makes us walk in other people's shoes. Learning, especially reading stories, makes us present to other kinds of people or moves us into the alternate universes of other times and places. Deep learning makes us live more wisely in our own time and place and live more humanely towards people who do not share our same life experiences or privileges or challenges. It expands us and increases our wisdom and God-given imaginations. And learning is a lot like prayer because both are an opening of the mind to receive wisdom. Both require setting aside distraction and intentionally focusing one's attention. Sometimes we treat learning and our spiritual lives in the same way. Being in a room surrounded by books without actually reading them is no more nourishing to the soul than being in a church surrounded by religious symbols, music, and stories, and not actually inquiring about the wisdom that they point us to. One has to actually read the books one is surrounded by and actually practice the faith one is in proximity to one has to make time for reading and learning and for nurturing the spiritual life in order to gain the benefits of either. There's a charcoal sketch by Francisco de Goya of an old man bent over and clutching a walking stick in each of his gnarled, arthritic old hands. He has a huge mane of white hair, and with his long white beard, it frames his nose and his sunken cheekbones and his eyes that look off to one side in a sort of melancholy gaze. Goya depicts the old man stepping forward from a dark background like shadows and into a bright light. And the drawing bears an inscription in Spanish that says, Aún aprendo, or I am still learning. One of Goya's biographers said that when Goya was advancing in age, he moved to Bordeaux, and it was around this time that he made the sketch. And although moving to Bordeaux gave Goya a renewed sense of energy and inspiration, at this stage of his life, he struggled to walk without the support of an aide. His biographer quotes Goya lamenting, how humiliating, at the age of 80, I am like a child. I must learn to walk. The image is striking on more than one level. Of course, on the basic level of human aging, the difficulty of it and the pathos of losing one's basic faculties and having to learn to function in new ways. 
Some liken old age to a second childhood for this reason. On another level, it sums up what is a human ideal, which is to never stop learning, to never stop progressing and going forward in one's life, no matter the challenges, whether they be aging or just the obstacles of existing in today's imbalanced and unjust world. To keep increasing in knowledge and wisdom is as noble an aspiration for individuals as it is for our species as a whole. It's a new year. This year, more than most, the world has longed to turn the page on 2020, to put all of the year's losses and tragedies and unnerving challenges behind us and begin anew. Wouldn't it be nice if a flip of the calendar page was all it took to put everything right? Instead, our collective challenges are still with us. We must stay behind for just a little while and sit among those teachers that are our sufferings and hardships, for everything is our teacher, to learn what we need to learn from last year. Only then can we move more wisely and more mindfully into the new year. The coming of a new year is always a time to reflect and to look back, even while we look forward. The month of January takes its name from Janus, the Roman god who is depicted with two faces going in opposite directions, one looking back and the other looking forward. We always have a lot to learn from our past. Whether we stay behind to take the time to do so is up to us. I like that Luke describes Jesus as staying behind in Jerusalem while everyone else is headed for home. The feast was over, but Jesus knew he had a lot to learn by staying there in the temple. It was risky for Jesus to stay behind the way he did, and it frightened his parents. But by sitting and listening and learning, Jesus was already fully engaged in his mission of bearing God into the world. Jesus was a learner from a very young age. He sat among teachers, he asked questions, he listened, he came to understand things, and he increased in wisdom and in favor with God and his fellow human beings. He didn't just parrot what he was told. He questioned things and listened and understood, and he acted upon the courage of his convictions. Later in his life, Jesus would return to this same temple and turn over the tables. About classes in school or books, we always ask students or fellow readers, did you like that one or this one? When the most important question is, you may not have liked it, but did it, did it make you expand? Did it cause you to ask questions? Did it change you in some way? Did it challenge the limits of your perspective? One of the much discussed and worst features of our culture that reached a low point in 2020 was an inability or unwillingness to sit and listen to fellow citizens or to read and study an opposing side's point of view. Our news sources chose sides, and many plugged their ears rather than engaged in civil discourse. People on every side have done these things, and no one benefited. When dozens of us in this church took Dr. Bickle's class in October called Listen, Learn, and Love, we were trying to address this malaise. Because even though we're grown-ups and we know the golden rule, we know we still have a lot to learn about how to engage on difficult issues with love. 
and without caving or shaming or closing our ears. Yet everyone wants to move on and never to look back on a year of pandemic and pain and exasperation. But before this year can become a repeat of our frustrations and furies, how can we stay behind to sit with our teachers and listen and ask good questions? We are not lost. We are never left behind. We are in our Father's house in this world of created and this world created and inhabited and infused with the incarnate presence of God, a unique image of which each of us is born to embody. What do we need to learn? May this be a year of growing in leaps and bounds in wisdom and in favor with God and with one another. Happy New Year and happy learning. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org.